And now, from the Diamond to the Dugout, it's the Twins Nation Podcast. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's your host. Nation, this is Joe and Matt again, back, and uh, we're going to do what we always do, recap the week that that was, and look ahead. Um, Matt, uh, I don't know how you feel about this week. It was uh, one that uh, uh, they kind of saved today, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Well, first off, hopefully everybody's having a good week. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, this was kind of a really, a really odd week because I mean, it started out, started out pretty miserable. Yep. You know, with you know, with the uh, Red Sox series, and then you know, it ended on a good note, and you know, we started all right against uh, you know the Tigers, and then. You know, in the second game, I thought, oh, boy, this is this could go down south real quick. And no, the, you know, the Twins kind of pulled it out. So, I mean, they finished, you know, they're they're staying above float. You know, they're one game above 500. So, yeah. Yep. And, uh, yeah, today they were behind most of the game until late. Um, So I was really thinking second series to the Tigers in a week or <laughs> in two weeks, you know, but they, they pulled it out. So they didn't do that. Um, but yeah, let's talk about that uh, Red Sox series. Uh, they did gain a split in that. It was a four game series. They gained, they got, um, they didn't play well the first two games, um, but they were able to recover and uh, gain a split. The highlight uh, definitely was uh, the last game where uh, Joe Ryan did something a Twins pitcher hasn't done in over five years through a complete game shutout. Yeah, they had it was uh, Jose Barrios back on April 1st of 2018 was the last time that happened, which was 1908 days ago from when between the two events. Uh, and I believe that was. I believe that was a record. Um, I saw something where it, like it was at least twice as long, or maybe three times as long as the team, uh, whoever was next to last to them, uh, as far as how long it's been between complete game shutouts. <laughs> um, just that just blew me away that it's been uh, over five years since that that occurred yeah it's kind of crazy but then again you sit and look back you know who the twins have had in their starting rotation since then yeah i mean we really haven't had the pitching to put us in a lot of those situations you know uh 
but if you know if any rotation is going to give us that chance it's definitely going to be this rotation we got right now um i could easily see a game where sonny gray could do that or even you know pablo when he's pitching good or you know you never know maybe over you know i mean i you know but joe ryan i think that that's pretty awesome he's definitely definitely starting to become our probably our best pitcher you know not not taking away anything from gray and lopez but you know just for you know as young as he is and how much he's accomplished since he's been here. I mean, it's just, you could tell we definitely got something going with him and, you know, and we definitely see that the future can be very good with him. And that's definitely a guy that the twins are going to want to hang on to. So. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, for all the people that complain about uh, some of the, things that Falvey and Levine have done that haven't worked out. Mm-hmm. That was definitely a trade that uh, did. You uh, get Joe Ryan for a rental, uh, a, a 40-year-old rental player um, in, in uh, Nelson Cruz. Um, I'd say we win that trade. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, we definitely won that trade and – you know, like I said, I mean, it. You know, Nelson was a fan favorite. Oh, I yeah. mean, it. You know, yeah. you know, it was a, it was bummed to see him get traded away, but you know, honestly, Joe Ryan is now a fan favorite by far, I believe, and it worked out. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, no, no disrespect on you know Nelson Cruz. You know what he's uh-huh. been doing since then, but you know, no, it's just it was a move that needed to happen, and it and you know at the time it helped both teams. Yeah, although uh, Nelson, I don't think he performed well for Tampa in his two months there, if I remember right. But uh, it definitely made sense that they would want him because he still had still had some game left in him and still does to this day. Um, yeah, he was definitely an extra bat that could have, you know, that would have boosted their offense. Because obviously anybody, you know, those past race teams have always had some decent pitching and, yeah. you know, very mediocre offense. Yep. Yep. If they were going to do that, it's just fun to say that for once Tampa Bay didn't win a trade. <laughs> their, their front office has been extraordinary uh, with trades and drafting. I mean, it's how they've, it's the only way they've been competitive in that division and uh it's just nuts that the smallest market in that division is the one that's kicking everybody's tail um and we we i didn't write it down but i think we're, we're going to talk about a situation with them uh at near the end of this podcast there uh, if we want to talk about league news there um another highlight of the Red Sox series, and it was actually in the same game. Uh, Byron Buxton showed some life, I'd say. Uh, he he uh, hit two homers, and they both were over 460 feet. Um, one was 466, and one was 465. Uh, he was the uh, 
first player to hit multiple 460-foot shots in a game since Mike Napoli did it in 2013. And uh, he had also another home run in that series, so maybe some signs of life from Byron. Yeah, uh, uh, Byron went... Byron went five for 15 uh, versus Boston with three home runs and four RBIs. I mean, that's, that is definitely a jolt uh, from what we've seen, you know, before the series out of Buxton this year. And mm-hmm. yeah. And hopefully this is, you know, a sign of things that are going to start to pick up a little bit with him, mm-hmm. you know, especially with him being, you know, in a lot of talk of twins news about how he's just, you know, we're not playing him in center field, but he's also not producing as a DH. And that's, you know, that DH spot is a, is definitely a position that needs to produce, you know, with a team like the twins right now who are just struggling to, you know, stay not only to stay above 500, but just to hang on to a division lead. Yep, definitely. And, uh, yeah, I guess uh, I think he's asked it pretty much every day. But uh, from what I understand, uh, Rocco Baldo was asked about that again. And I don't know if he would you'd say he went off, but he was, from what I saw, a replay of uh, him being asked that he was a little stern with his answer, um, just reiterating that, you know, we they want him to be able to play center field. He, You'd be nuts to think that they don't. Uh, he just literally cannot. <laughs> um, yeah, and no. you know, and I don't know if you listened to uh, Gleeman and the Geeks uh, yep. Friday uh, podcast, and that and that made a lot of sense, and and I totally get it. You know, it still doesn't make things easier overall. You know, to a typical fan who, you know, whether you're a Buxton fan or not, you know, but it's, it's, there, there are reasons why he's not out there. And a lot of it has to do, you know, with his knee and as you know, I get it. So, and I, like I said, I mean, it's, it's, you know, putting him out there is the chance, you know, with, with the, the issues that he has with his knee right now because his knee is not 100%. Even right now, playing DH, he's not 100%. No. So we're getting everything we can out of him, and, you know, that's what we're trying to do. And, you know, putting him out there in center field, you're just going to risk the fact of, you know, something happening on a play, you know, that, you know, could be a fluke play, you know, who knows. So, yep. Yep. And, you know, people have said, well, if his knee's not good, then why is he playing at all? Well, I, they they thought of that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they determined that it, you know, it's just not going to get better in time. Or, you know, they've just, they thought of everything. I'm sure of that after um, listening to the Gleeman and Geek like you did. And, uh, uh, I'm more convinced they're doing what they what they can, and they still sound like they believe it's possible that he will play some games in center field this year or in the outfield this year. 
um, but you can't can't guarantee that just because you don't know how it's going to heal up or how he's going to be able to strengthen it to be able to do it. Um, yeah, and the other thing is, longer, is so. yeah, and the other thing is, you know, look at it this way: mm-hmm. a let's just say he's seventy-five, eighty percent. You know, seventy-five, eighty percent Buxton is better than no Buxton. Yep. You know, even with the ups and downs, you know, that he's had this season. I mean, he's still when, you know, like obviously, you know, the three home runs he had against Boston. I mean, he obviously he's contributing, you know, when at his high and then, you know, we've seen what he is at his low. So, yep. which it's it's better to it's better having him in the lineup, even not at 100 percent than it is not having him at all. Definitely. And uh um, yeah, there's not much to say about that. Another guy looks like we're seeing a little bit of life out of uh, is uh, Max Kepler. Uh, he shucks. Three, uh-huh. <laughs> I said shocks. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he's hit three home runs this week. Of uh, you know, so I don't know. If, if he saw the title of the podcast last week and got mad, <laughs> all right. But uh, he, uh, yeah. So um, he says, "Shucks." So he, I know we complain about him and make it sound like we can't rid, get can't get rid of him fast enough. But at the same time, you know, it's nice that he actually did help the team this week. Well, yeah, and, and, you know, that's same with Buxton. Hopefully, this is a sign of things to come. I mean, right now, I'm not going to hold my breath on it because, no. you know, the old saying is every once in a while, the horse finds water. So, or um, sun shines on a dog's butt sometimes. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so, I mean, it's going to take more than what he's done, you know, this week to, and try and do it at a more consistent level for me to say, okay, yes, you may have saved your, your spot on this roster. So, yeah. If anything, maybe they should trade him now. Maybe he's at his highest trade value. (laughs) (laughs) Can't hurt. Maybe we can get a bag of balls now. Um, and, uh, looks like also, uh, Carlos Correa is showing a little bit of life. He's hit a couple home runs this week. Um, uh, so that's good to see. Uh, and then uh, they moved on to uh, uh, Detroit this weekend and took two out of three. Um, one thing I noted uh, that um, is something that hadn't happened. Uh, I can't remember how many years they said, but uh, I forgot to write the, the date down, but uh looks like um, the Twins are having some issues with umpires um, this week. Uh, specifically, Rocco got thrown out of uh, two or three games this week. Um, two games in three days. Uh, that's what it was. And uh, uh, on Friday, three guys got thrown out, including Rocco, uh, Michael A. Taylor, and uh, Michael or Derek Showman, who's an assistant hitting coach, uh, got all got thrown out of the game on 
Friday for arguing with umpires. Um, uh, yeah. And it was the first time uh, in a long time that three twins got thrown out of a game in the same game. Uh, last time, I believe it was, uh, what was it? It was Garden Hire, Alger, and uh, I believe Brad Radke. Is Brad Radke. I remember this because he threw at a guy. He yeah. Instructed to throw at a guy. So he did, and you get tossed for that. And then the tossed for that. Not sure what Scotty Elder did to get tossed for that. Or, unless unless Gardenhire had gotten tossed earlier and then and uh, maybe Elger was the acting manager when the beating took place. I don't but I do yeah. remember I do remember Brad Radke getting tossed because as soon as he hit the guy he started walking off the mound because he knew it. <laughs> you know, and here's what I'm gonna say to that. Uh, you know, and I Okay, you know, usually when you hear of a double ejection, usually it has to do with one player, one coach. Okay, yep. yeah, makes mm-hmm. sense. <laughs> but, yeah, the third guy in there who's, you said, the assistant batting coach, it's like, yep. you know, all that guy did was just, you know, I don't know. I don't know why he even said anything. So, I mean, he was just trying to throw, you know, he was trying to shake what's left out of the gas can onto the fire. You know, and him getting thrown out. I mean, to me, that was probably not even a big deal. He could have kept his mouth shut and, you know, and everything would have been, you know, not a big deal. But, you know, he kind of just had to say something after it all been done and, you know, get himself thrown out. So, which (laughs) I don't, that doesn't make any sense to me sometimes. It's like that, you know. If he had a bigger role in the game, I would probably say, okay, yeah, you know, but he was just over there, just had to throw a quick two cents in there. And, you know, obviously the umpire had, the umpire had enough with two guys already. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you got to know your leash is going to be even tighter on a, uh, with a third guy trying to argue on the same situation. So, right. Right. And uh, it was surprising that Michael A. Taylor would be the guy who gets thrown out because, uh, he's a pretty mild-mannered guy, so see him get upset was something you never see. So, yeah. um, but uh, but Baldelli, yeah, he's been having a little. Not just this week. I mean, he's been thrown out of a few games this year. Starting to see a lot of displeasure with the umpires this year. Seems like, um, and. Uh, Definitely, usually he's he's right. Um, you know, like I I don't I was hadn't tuned in yet when he had gotten thrown out of the his most recent uh, game because uh, I think it was only the third inning when he got tossed um, on Friday. So I'm not exactly sure what he was upset about, uh, but uh, most of the time it's balls and strikes and. Uh, mm-hmm. Or maybe a, a, you know, some call didn't go their way. Obviously, that's usually yeah how it goes. But well, and I um, think the most recent one, he didn't even get out of the dugout. No, <laughs> he would, no, until after he was thrown out. Because I remember I was watching some video, and the umpire yelled at him, says, "You're not going to do this to my staff today." And 
I don't know what Rocco said, but he said something, and then all of a sudden he tossed him, and then Rocco come out onto the field. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. I kind of like this version of Rocco, him getting all fired up. It just kind of reminds me of Guardy a little. So He's going to have to take some lessons from Guardy, though. He's got to learn how to kick the hat and... Uh... <laughs> And <laughs> uh, he doesn't have to do that. So every every mm. every manager's got their own character or their own remember the their time... own deal on what they do. Remember the time Guardy kicked them out? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do remember that. I think he's done that a few times. I I think I think he uh, after he got in the clubhouse, he I think he. Or at least he joked that he asked for some ice. <laughs> he, yeah, I was gonna say he, he all the himself. times he all the times he kicked and thrown things. I'm surprised he never had any injured limbs. <laughs> but at least he never he never did uh, uh, go as go as crazy as uh, like Luke Nella did back in the day, where, yep. where he. Uh, yeah, he he chucked third base, didn't he? Yeah, uh, I think so. There was him, and I know there was another guy that chucked third base, <laughs> or he walked uh, off with third base. Somebody did that. I too. remember somebody walking off with third base. I remember Lloyd McClendon took first. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it was. <laughs> he took it all the way, and he just <laughs> and it was classic stuff. Um, but. Yeah, so that was uh, interesting. And then uh, today, uh, to they they took and uh, took the last game of the series um, in um, an extra innings. They scored three runs in the top of the tenth um, to seal the victory. Um, one of those hits uh, was a big hit, big single by. Uh, Excuse me, by Willie Castro, the former Tiger. I bet that had to feel good for him mm-hmm. to be able to deliver against the old, the old uh, squad. Um, that uh, it's his first year not being a Tiger. So, and yeah. man, he's played. I think you know his stats might not look the most impressive, but I think anybody you ask, he's been big for this team this year. Um, yeah, yeah, and. So, yeah, and actually, you know, and I'm kind of looking at my notes and, you know, the against the Red Sox. Yeah, they went two and two. But, you know, this club, this club got 27 hits in that series and and scored 18 runs. And against the Tigers, they had scored, you know, you know, not as much scoring. They scored 12 runs, but they still had 26 hits. I mean. It's, you know, the hits are starting to come a little bit. I mean, they're starting to pick up, you know, now that Buxton and Kepler and Correa have kind of, you know, have decided to, you know, to start hitting and contribute a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. It's, you know, definitely something this club needs. So, yeah, just the the number of strikeouts you know when you covered it it's been astronomical so it is nice to see that that seems to be 
uh, slowing down at least. Uh, yeah, never, Which, it's never going to be great, but it's if it can, if you can at least get more hits than strikeout or get yeah. close to as many hits as strikeouts, that'd be good. <laughs> well, yeah, and you know, and and this has definitely come at a good time because of yep. the fact that, in my opinion, the starting pitching has almost kind of taken a step, you know, kind of went a step back from what, you know, what they have been doing all year. You know, they're not going as far into games, you know, six. I mean, yeah, other than, you know, Joe Ryan having his complete game, you know, mm-hmm. Obers had a couple of six inning games. But I mean, like Grace struggled a few games. Pablo's kind of been up and down, mm-hmm. you know, and then. You know, then that fifth spot, you know, whether it was Varland or whoever, you know, it's, you know, I, I'm, it's good to see this offense kind of take a step forward where the pitching is kind of, you know, especially the starting rotation has kind of took a step back. But I mean, they're still being productive, but just not mm-hmm. as productive as it was, you know, earlier. So, no, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and speaking of uh, uh, that rotation, uh, there was, a change this week. I think we talked about it um, last week, but it was Cantamayda's uh, back and uh, started on Friday night. Went five innings. Uh, look, looked pretty good. Uh, does mean that Louis Varland is back in AAA, uh, which yeah. he he really needs needs to be because he struggled the last few outings he he had there. Yeah. So. Yeah, and so. I, you know, and what was really impressive was, you know, he was uh, Rocco, or was, uh, not Rocco, whoever the pitching coach was that night, or the backup coach. <laughs> Chase Tingler, yeah. There you go, thank yeah. you. Anyways, when, you know, he he was going to take, I think he was going to take him out of the, take uh, Maeda out of the game, and Maeda he pleaded. He wanted to stay in, and he kept him in. And sure enough, he finished off the inning. And you could read him say, read his lips saying, "One more. I got one more in me." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he wanted, well, he I, to qualify I, I for that please. win, huh? Yeah, I saw a please. I saw. I thought I could read his lips saying please. I don't know if that's right or not, but I, but I think I also saw him say, "One more, please. Yep, one more." Yep. Right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> please, one more. Yeah. There you go. And it's like you he kept him, him in there, and yep. Yep. And that was good. That was definitely what, you know, that was a spark. So, uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully Maeda can build on that. And, yeah, definitely. You know, we'll go. So. Definitely, because uh, they're going to need every bit of pitching they can get this week. It's going to be a gonna be a long, tough week this week, it looks like. they got to play maybe the best team in baseball, the Atlanta Braves. Mm-hmm. And then they got to play Baltimore. So, hey. <laughs> yeah. It'd be rough. Just warning everybody. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, well, yeah, because, you know, they face two, they face two great pitchers to start with for yeah. Atlanta, you know, with Spencer Strider and then a really good, another good young up and coming pitcher of uh, Bryce Edler. Strider's specialty is striking people out, so yeah. <laughs> not that the Twins need any help doing that, but they're, now they're going to face a guy who's known for that, 
This could mm-hmm. be ugly. And that's tomorrow. Um, yeah. And then Baltimore is a, you know, a fair but decent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah definitely up and coming team. And they're, they, they got a fair and decent, you know, rotation, you know, yep. with uh, Dean Kremler and Bradish, Kyle Bradish, and then, you know, Cole Irvin, who was, you know, seen some success with Oakland. And, okay. you know, he's definitely helped out uh, the Orioles this season in their rotation. And, and that lineup's pretty good. Um, yes, it is. They got this, you know. Did Rushman win the Rookie of the Year? Or is that... A... Mm, I do not remember. But uh, <laughs> anyway, he's their star catcher. He, he's he's really good. Um, and they got Gunnar Henderson. And they just got a lot of good players. Um, mm-hmm. um they showed last year that um, some life, and they've continued it this year. So it's uh, it's nice to see that the Orioles don't stink anymore. For years they did. <laughs> um, for years they were usually the ones that you could guarantee would finish last. So it's nice to see that that's not going to be the shouldn't be the case this year. Um, they they're. Uh, you hate to say that their tanking plan worked, but it did. <laughs> yeah, it did. I mean, I, you know, I, I hate that. You know, I hate yeah. the teams tank, but I mean, I get for teams stepping back, you know, saying, hey, let's just rebuild our farm club, mm-hmm. you know, and this is what a lot of these teams who don't have the money to spend do, you know, teams like the Reds, you know. Speaking the, of them, wow. Yeah, the yeah. Orioles, yeah. You know, the Pirates, I mean, you know. It, you know, and the Twins have been done that, you know. Even though they're kind of, you know, as far as, you know, spending money, they're usually in the middle of the road, you know. Royals, I mean, this is how these small market teams, you know, that's just how they build, mm-hmm. you know. And, yeah, sometimes they end up trading off some of these guys. But when they trade them off, they get, you know, two or three more guys to go right through that farm system and hopefully turn into something. And, you yeah. know, this is this is definitely how teams that are not the Mets, the Yankees, or the Dodgers build. You know, this is how they build their franchise. So, and yeah. to me, that's the way I like to build franchises. So, I mean, I'd rather cheer for a team that does that than cheer for a team that sits and tries to buy their championships every year. So, yeah, just you don't want your team to be the one, you know, you don't want them to ever be in that situation, but mm-hmm. uh, sometimes it does happen. Um, and, uh, the Astros and the Orioles are the ones that I can think of the most recent um, that went that way. And mm-hmm. For the Astros, it, it hit up in a world championship a few years uh, that far with the Orioles, but they're at least competitive again. So, um, and, uh, twins, uh, speaking of moves, they made a couple of, uh, moves this week. Uh, one is a name, uh, all baseball fans will know. And the other, uh, guessing pretty much no one will know. Um, signed two pitchers this week. Uh, one was uh, a former Cy Young winner in Dallas Keuchel, 
And then uh, the other was a pitcher. His name is Isaac Matheson. Um, well, I don't know anything about him, but uh, Dallas Keuchel, I don't believe he played last year. Um, if he did, I don't remember. Uh, yeah. I know the I last time he did play, he was he was on three different teams because he could not – he's lost – he lost, like basically looked like he was done, and uh, he was not good the last few years um, and ended up getting released by two or three teams in, in one year, the last year he played. So, Yeah, the only – thing I can say about uh, about Keuchel is, is is if you if you get hit by a pitch by him it's not going to hurt yeah, he, uh, he's not a hard thrower at all uh, never was either um, no but it they, sounds like he, he sounds he like he went down to that Florida deal that developmental place in Florida I guess he's been working mm-hmm. down there so and he's gained some speed back on his pitches so well, yeah, uh, maybe it will hurt now. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, be... signing him to a signing him to a minor league deal is not a not a big deal. I, I, I it's not it ain't it ain't gonna hurt nothing. No, I mean I... it's just you know you never know. Maybe it's especially with all the injuries that our bullpen has had lately. I mean, it could be one of them deals where you know he'll he'll start games down there, you know, and if something happens and they feel like he's got something to contribute they could probably bring him up and at least have a veteran in the you know in the bullpen you know which it's a it's a you know a little bit of a stretch but you know you never know yeah he's probably a guy that they hope they don't have to use but got him there just in case yep yeah and Um, then um the other guy you were talking about i have no idea don't know anything about him but there was one other move that the Twins oh, made. What did I miss? Uh, then they sent, well, they, when, uh, they, uh, uh, they d- designated for assignment Kyle Garlic. they oh. actually selected the contract of Oliver Otegra. Ortega, so, yep, for a day. Yep. Uh, yep. He's already been demoted. Um, Has he been sent back down already? Yeah, for, I believe for... Maeda, when they activated oh, Maeda. Yeah. Um, okay. That's why, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, you're right. And then Garlic got through the waiver process, and he's going he's gonna to still be with the Twins um, and go back to AAA. That was, okay. that was, I just saw that this afternoon. So, he, yeah. uh, for people who don't know, he's a guy who's out of, minor league options. Um, so anytime he goes, he's, uh, um, you know, basically what he's, yeah, yeah. he's called up to the club. He, if he's called up to the club and he's there and if, if, and the only way he can, you know, he can't go directly to the minors anymore. What has, he has to go through the process of getting through waivers and Mm -hmm. which, when that happens, anybody can reach out to get him if they want him. But yep, for a he, few days. Yep, yep. Yep. And if nobody wants him, then he has the then he can go directly right back to uh, the minors, which is what happened in this case. So. Yeah. Or he could declare himself a freed. Yeah. There um, you go. So, but he 
he yeah he stuck with the twins and he's gonna be back in St. Paul I believe for the third time this year <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, something like that um, so that's just how that works with a guy like that um, so yeah if you ever hear the words designated for assignment that's the difference in uh, I mean, he doesn't have any team options anymore. He, it's just that's what that means. Uh, otherwise, they would have said he was opting back down to AAA. Um, so that's the difference there. Um, so, but yeah, he's still around, and uh, um, if they need him, then of course he'll be back. But we'll see see how that goes um what oh uh you see well you brought it to my attention so you did see uh the uh craziness that happened uh saturday night in uh, colorado um, <laughs> oh boy uh, the angels had a little fun <laughs> i would say yeah um, yeah definitely at the Definitely at the expense of the Rockies. Yeah. So I think it was the worst loss in Rockies history, right? It had to be. Yes. Uh, yes. And uh, twenty-five to one, I believe they did. They did. I believe they did avoid the shutout, but they. Yes. Still lost the twenty-four. <laughs> oh, never yeah, good. That was that I was believe, painful to watch. I think they had twenty-four of the runs when you texted me, and I think it was like the fourth inning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Twenty-four runs in the fourth inning. Yeah, thirteen of them were scored in, I believe, in the third inning alone. Yikes! Yikes! Yeah, it was. And the worst part was the fans weren't leaving. And I had thrown a comment out there to uh, Paul Holden, who is the host of uh, uh, Locked On Rockies, okay. and he kind of does what Brandon Warren does for the Twins. Okay. Anyways, so I sent a message to him. I said the only thing keeping the only reason these fans are sticking around are trot or trout, Otani, and and witnessing history. Pretty much. <laughs> that are, that that there are is no good. reason to stay at this game. <laughs> I oh. I yeah. And then uh then to uh make things even kind of funnier in my mind, the two teams made a trade. Uh, Mike Moustakis went from the Rockies to the Angels. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and then today, of course, they played the last game of their series, and uh, somehow the Rockies won today. So you go from losing by twenty-four to to winning the next day. So Mike Moustakis can't win. <laughs> no. <laughs> Poor guy. No, that... Last game as a Rocky is a bloodshed, and then he has to play them the next day, and they beat him. What the heck? <laughs> uh, That's what he's yeah. got to be thinking. But yeah, it... this Rockies club is just—I don't know. Yeah. I, you know, like, and, and you know, if, if some of you listeners don't know, besides being a Twins fan, I grew up a Rockies fan, and yeah, they haven't really given us much to to cheer for. Because their front office is, you think the Twins front office is frustrating. You <laughs> listen, go listen to a Rockies podcast or listen to anything 
where they talk about the Rockies, their their front office has no direction whatsoever of what they're doing. <laughs> so, and they have probably the worst minor league clubs as far as talent that really? you can imagine. Oh, oh yeah. It, you know, right, definitely right now, because what they do have is already up, you know, they brought okay. up Tovar and, you know, and a couple other guys, uh, Nolan Jones. And I mean, that, that those are the only guys they had to speak of. And they're still hanging on to guys like Chris Bryant and uh, Grinchick. And they finally, like I said, they traded Muskakis. It's like this team just has, that team has no direction. I don't and even know why they shows. signed Chris Bryant. Um, nope. Join the club. Doesn't make any sense. I mean, I just, I don't know why, uh, other than money, why yeah. Chris Bryant would want to play there. Uh, he had to know they stink. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Like I said, it. I think it was just a way to get fans into the stands. I think that's basically what it is, and, and the fact that he can hit home runs when he's healthy. And, uh, so. and he, uh, he gets hurt a lot, so that's. That's yeah. even dumber. <laughs> you know, oh, exactly. And oh. their pitching is abysmal. I mean, you know. That's always than, been a problem with Colorado. That's Yeah, and it, obviously it has to do with the elevation. But, yeah, it's a lot. You know, yeah. aside from, you know, Antonio Sensatella and Herman Marquez, you know, I mean, every pitcher that's been there has never been very good. Even, you know, all the way from the rotation to the bullpen. It's yeah. just... It is what it is. It is. It's. It's. It's just too bad. Um, yeah. Maybe you know they've had some decent teams. You know, back when I was when we were kids, they had the Blake Street Bombers. Um, yep. You know, with Dante Pichette and Andres Galarraga, Ellis Burks. Um, there's probably others I'm forgetting. Larry Walker. Um, Larry Walker. And uh, and Vinny Cassia. Yep, that, those those were fun teams because they hit home runs like they're going to be illegal tomorrow. <laughs> exactly, yeah, right. and growing, you know, me growing up, you know, baseball, I mean, yep. Andre Scalaraga was my favorite player, my favorite Rocky okay. of all time. Sure. So, yeah, like I said, they didn't have a heck of a lot of pitching, but, boy, that, that team could just, they could put up runs at will. Yep, so. yeah, definitely, um, that, I believe they back then they played at Mile High uh, Stadium. Yeah, they played. A, Coors, they played a but, few. Yeah, they played a few years at Mile High, and then they moved to Coors. So, but uh, either way, um, just uh, always been a hitter haven in Colorado, no matter where they play, just because of the elevation, thin air, balls travels. Um, mm-hmm. so, um, even though they've tried to counteract that with this thing called a humidor, um, I don't, it hasn't helped much with the pitching, but I don't know. I have to look to see how much it's helped slow down the hitting. Uh, yeah, but, but like you said, they, they don't seem to know what they're doing. Um, no, in the front <laughs> office and haven't for a while, unfortunately. Um, so, oh, and then another trade that the Angels made involved a, uh, former, former twin favorite, uh, uh, Eduardo Escobar was traded to the Angels, 
Um, oh, wow. And, I missed uh, that made, one, yeah. Made his debut with the Angels today, I believe. And uh, he's going to be probably playing most of the time at third base, replacing another former twin, um, Gio Urshela, who is out for the year with, uh, of all things, a broken pelvis. He's got a fractured pelvis. Uh, still not – I wasn't paying uh, – I have to admit, I don't know how that happened, if he crashed into somebody or or, or exactly how one has that happened. But, um, but yeah, he's – I believe he's done for the year because of that. So – yeah, no, that's, that was a good trade, you know, and, uh, you know, to me, Escobar still has some good years, you know, a few good years of baseball left with him. And he, to me, he was kind of wasting away with the Mets, yeah. you know, playing behind, uh, I assume, I think Lindor's playing third base. Is that correct? Uh, no, he's their shortstop. Or shortstop. Uh, I'm sorry. Who that? I don't shortstop. know. Shortstop. Uh, who plays third? I can't uh, remember. Uh, anyway. But yeah, but whoever no, he, he plays start. behind, he's you know he yeah he's not starting. He's just kind of wasting away back there, and you know why not? You know I think I think Escobar will definitely help the Angels out in this situation, especially with the injury. And you know he's got a little bit of pop to his bat. You know he's probably not the you know probably doesn't set the world on fire as far as on base percentage, but you know he'll. He'll definitely be a contributor to that team. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what I saw happen. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, we already mentioned that they're gonna they're kind of set up to have a rough week this week. Uh, that's a road trip. All those games are on the road. They're going to. Excuse me, Atlanta and Baltimore, and then uh, before they come home again. Uh, so, um, was there anything that I missed or that cause, that you uh, wrote down that you wanted to mention uh, that we haven't touched on? Um, no, other than kind of a scary moment uh, with. Uh, it was uh, uh, Daily Own. Did you happen oh, to see we that? Did, we did not talk about that. No, I definitely did see the. I didn't, you know, they came back from commercial, show it. Uh, yeah, Jose Daily Own. Uh, he's gonna. I don't. He's gonna miss some time to be. Uh, <laughs> to put it lightly, uh, not. I didn't see, like, what he was diagnosed with, but. He basically uh, he was warming up for his for an inning uh, last night, and all of a sudden the elbow gave way. Um, it was rather scary. Um, he just all of a sudden sprinted off the mound into the dugout. Um, yeah, he, right now they are calling it a strained flexor, but. I don't know that it it looks it sound it looked a lot worse than it sounds so yeah I was like oh that reminds a lot of when do you remember when uh, um, Liriano blew out his elbow 
I don't quite remember when Lariano did it, but I do remember, and I can't remember the pitcher's name right offhand, it's somebody that played with Tampa when he threw a pitch, and he did it during the game, and he threw it, and the ball went way to the left of the batter's box, like over against the backstop, and he was down on the ground rolling in pain. So and oh. you could and obviously there wasn't a lot of people in the stand, so you could hear him just yelling because you know uh, he, yeah, basically he is. Yeah, I don't remember the player's name, but uh, I, that one sticks in my memory, and it's like, oh, that was brutal to watch. I believe you're talking about a guy named Saunders and uh, broke his arm. Yep, um, there you go. Um, yeah, that is. Scary stuff. Another one, not that anybody wants. If anybody wants is weird and wants to see it, you could go um, find this on YouTube. It's a rather famous one. Uh, guy back in the eighties, a guy named Dave Dovecki, um broke his arm during an outing, uh, and I believe you can hear the bone break. Um, that's. And, uh, well, he had a, turned out was because he ended up having a tumor, a cancerous tumor, um, and uh, eventually ended up having to have his arm amputated. So, um, oh, poor guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um Another famous story, like that it happened in the 80s or maybe 1990, but I think it was late 80s. And, uh, yeah, um, yeah he's, uh, now he's a, spe- a speaker, a Christian, uh, goes around cool. telling his story and, uh, wrote, he's wrote a couple of books, um, Definitely that I've I've read. So, any anybody want to read old book? Um, check it out. Um, anyway, um, that was a long time ago. Um, that's the two that I can remember. But, but Liriano, um, it was more of a a flinch when he blew out his elbow. He didn't mm-hmm. run towards the dugout when he. UCL tour uh, that required the Tommy John, like well, De Leon did last night. That's that that definitely scared everybody. Um, and uh, hopefully um, that diagnosis is right. But like, they get a second opinion or recheck that thing. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. So, because right now that just adds to the pile of injured pitchers right now that the Twins have gone through, you know, with yeah. Alcala and, you know, and then Sands and Fieldbar and then Lopez's issues right now. And, yeah, yeah. it's just, it's, yeah, it's kind of a, it's a scary deal. I mean, it's, you know, like I said, just when I saw what happened and him running off the field, I'm like, oh, this ain't good. <laughs> Oh, it's never, it's never good. 
Uh, I guess we, a little update on Jorge Lopez. I guess he uh, spoke to the media and uh, he uh, said that really the uh, idea uh, put him on the restricted list was the idea. They came to him and uh, he's actually, you know, he, uh, I don't know if he bought it at first. He said he's grateful they did that. He's been going through some stuff, so I'm like, not yeah, means, but it's not our business. Um, really, no, no um, but you know what? That's the one thing you can sit back and look at. I mean, you know, some of the things you can be upset about, you know, with your favorite baseball team, but when it comes to mental health, they definitely try and take care of their players the best they can. So. to be like you know recognize something's wrong because you know they I guess he's a guy who's usually uh, pretty uh, happy-go-lucky I don't know if you want to say that or uh, you know but I guess you know he's been frustrated with his outing so he's I remember a time or two where he punched a water cooler, um, thankfully with his non-pitching hand, but still, uh, you know, and I, and yeah, and sounds like there might've been other things that, uh, that, um, you, you were doing that they they were like, yeah, something. Not yeah. going to ask him to take a break here. Um, and, uh, so that's, what's up with him there. Um, oh, and then along that, not mentally, but, and, uh, but along with, kind of along the lines of taking a break, uh, not to do with twins, but, uh, with a, uh, uh, player, uh, of note, um, Wander Franco of the, uh, Tampa Bay Rays got disciplined this week. I don't know if you saw that, um. Got yes, I did. For a couple days uh, by the uh, Rays uh, for uh, kind of not acting like a grown-up, sounds like. <laughs> yeah. I'm not happy it, with how he's been acting, I guess. Uh, well, between that and it sounded good. like his performance on the field, like not running balls out and, you know, just not giving it his all. Yeah. You know, especially, you know, and this is a guy who – you know, yeah, he He's was really young. Uh, really, yeah. I mean, and this is a guy that, yeah, is probably a, you know, didn't have to work as hard as a lot of guys to get to where he is. But still, you you got to show, you got to, you know, be that example of how you got to where you are by busting your butt. And, you know, and if if a coach, you know, the and I, and I, I'm glad the coach did something about that. Nothing, nothing hurts worse than a player than who's not out there busting his, you know, not doing everything he can to contribute to a team and taking plays off or not giving a 100% effort. And it can bring a team down real quickly. And I, you know, I'm, that's awesome that that coach made that move and it just sends a message saying, Hey, you know what? I don't care who you are. You, pull a stunt like that, this is what's going to happen to you. 
Yep. And uh, yeah, I believe he's like 22 years old. So something. Yeah. That he was seen that he got called up for the 19 years ago. Um. So you know, just sounds like uh, some maturing issues he still has to has yep. to. And, uh, yep. and, you know, and, and it just goes to, yeah, and it just goes to show it's not just your little leagues and your, you know, your, you know, your teenage softball team, you know, that your kids play on that where this happens, it, it happens all the way up to the majors, Yep. you know, and I've heard of it definitely. So, yeah, doesn't happen often, but definitely does happen every now and then. And, uh, Hopefully, Wander gets the message, and uh, this is no never going to be an issue for him again. That's the hope, of course. Um, and uh, I haven't heard anything just where he's like really upset about it or anything. But uh, uh, hopefully, he's owned it, and it'll never happen again to him. That guy is really fun to watch. Oh, yes, he is. Amazing. Uh, but yeah, I wanted to mention that because I remember uh, hearing that this week. Um, even though I don't pay attention to the race unless, much unless they're playing the Twins or they do something of note. Um, and that would be something of note. <laughs> uh, yeah. To uh, bench probably your best player uh, for, even though it's only two games, it's, you know, that should send a message. So, kudos to Kevin Cash for doing that. I'm saying, like you said, I don't care who you are, you're gonna play hard, um, and you're gonna behave like a professional. Um, you know. So, um, yeah, I that's all I had there. Um, yeah, I, unless you had anything else. No, I think everything. Yeah, I think we covered on everything and a little more than. So I think that should do it for this week. All right, man. Yeah, I think we will wrap that up. Thanks to anybody who listened, and uh, we will check back next week. Hopefully, things will uh, turn out better than my head and heart. Think. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, some tough it's, this week, so. yeah. Like I said, this will be a it'll be a good test this week to play two really good teams and see where we're at, especially with a Cleveland squad right on our tail. So exactly, definitely, man. So, well, thanks for joining us, and uh, we will talk to you all again next week. All right, take her easy. Guys. All right. Yep. Have a good one, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Twins Nation podcast. You can follow the show on Facebook and on Twitter. On Facebook, just search for Twins Nation podcast. On Twitter, we're at, at Twins Nation pod. And Joe is at Big Joe Gun.